welcome back to Embrace the Grain Photography Podcast. I'm Sherry Christensen, and I hope you'll enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 52 of Embrace the Grain. Tonight, it is a solo show. That's right, just me. Lucky you. Haha. <laughs> but anyway, um, I have a few topics that I want to talk about. It's kind of funny. I come down here tonight to record this show, and I had recorded in a couple, uh, three, three episodes. I'd done them up ahead because we were expecting a new member of the family to arrive, and I thought I'm just probably not going to have a lot of time. So I did that, and it turned out it was a good thing. The little guy arrived, and he had a few complications right at the start. So I had my older grandson here for probably a week while his brother stayed in the children's hospital. Now, all is fine now. and the problem was while it's not curable it is livable so it turns out the little guy is a hemophiliac and they have very good treatments for it now Um, when I first heard the news I was devastated but it turns out that with the medications they've got nowadays he can do everything even play hockey so yeah it's it's gonna be okay um he's growing he's thriving all is good but uh that first couple weeks i was very happy that i had recorded ahead and planned for just in case because you never know when you're gonna need that just in case something happens it took a lot of stress out of putting out a show because I could just imagine trying to sit down and record a show with grandma, 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 come play with me, grandma, let's go do this. It would have been near impossible and he called it, Caden uh, said, grandma, let's have a sleepover. So it, I had to go to bed with him and sleep all night with him and it was just, it was a 24-7 sleepover and I loved every minute of it he's such a cool little dude but uh, yeah but with all of that said my computer had not been on in a good month so it came down here and turned it on and now I know I've mentioned it before and there's Ko-Fi account up for the podcast and I thought oh, it'll take about 15 minutes to turn on. But that wasn't the case tonight. It said, you must update me. Oh, no. That's probably going to make things a little slower yet. And when I went to turn it on after the update, I was a little bit worried that it actually wasn't going to start. So I pushed the power button and I waited and I waited and I waited some more and nothing happened. I watched the little bar go across the screen and nothing was happening. So I thought, well, worst comes to worst, I can record on the Windows machine that I have hooked up to my Epson printer. So I turned it on. It, it booted right up. Now it hasn't been online for a long time. And I thought, well, I have to make it go online and log on to Anchor and all of that fun stuff. And I was two for two. You must update me. Ah, So the Mac finally booted up. It took a little longer than the 15 minutes, and Windows is still updating. (laughs) 
So that was my tale of my computers tonight. Good Lord. It's just, I'm not having good luck here. But hopefully, hopefully the recording goes well and I have no more further technical issues. Gotta love it. Technology is wonderful, except when it does not work. And sometimes it just does not work. Anyway, so on to something that is more interesting to listen to than me blather on about my stupid computer. Um, so I, I did, I mentioned my little grandson arrived and of course the thing you think when a baby first comes in is you gotta, gotta get those newborn photos like fresh, like within a few days of them coming home and we set it all up but yeah he ended up back in the hospital so they didn't happen and so a couple days after he came home we set it up again and I quickly um, cleaned up my living room moved the furniture I have in my living room I have these three huge huge windows they basically go floor to ceiling so the entire room has really good light and I moved the dining room table and all the sofas and vacuumed up the floor and I was getting the stuff out and I still my PJs and my daughter was supposed to come at 1 o'clock and this was about 10 a.m. and I thought well I got lots of time to set everything up make sure it's not wrinkly and she showed up at 10.30 and I had all this stuff out and I kind of I, I thought, well, okay, well, I'll hurry and throw some sweatpants on and, and just shoot this thing. I, th I didn't think anybody would be home for lunch. It should be just us. And you can get maybe a couple of pictures with just the two boys. And uh, it didn't work out like that. We did get, I, got, I have a posing beanie. It's actually just kind of a, a flat beanbag chair and then you cover it with uh, materials. Uh, usually when I shoot newborn stuff I do a very classic, nothing trendy. So it's usually white, ivory, black and that's all I use. And thankfully nothing was super wrinkled. Now you have to remember my older grandson is four and he is soon going to be five in November. So the last time I have used this stuff was pretty much five years ago. So it's been in storage that long. But I'm gonna have to probably iron some stuff and thank the Lord that when I put it away, I just didn't fold it. I, I had actually taken the time and rolled it so it takes up a lot less space in storage and it doesn't wrinkle. So I'm very glad that I had done that. Um, yeah, I don't very um, often use, I don't shoot babies. I don't, or I should maybe say, I don't photograph babies, just family stuff. And uh, I had uh, took a, I don't know, it was a one day online that you read about how to pose and how to take a timeless baby photo and that's kind of what I follow and I went with the neutral colors and nothing trendy because anything that's trendy now, when that baby is an adult, it turns vintage or retro or ugly. So yeah. No corny baby photos. I remember when my kids were young, there was the ones where you put them in this little galvanized tub with a ducky and you posed them like teddy bears and they were all so cute at the time, but now they look corny. Uh, so I'm kind of glad that we did the, well back then I didn't have a lot of cash, so we just did the standard go to the department store and they prop the baby up, you take their picture. And that was the pictures I had of my kids. 
back then I didn't know how to use a camera and I had a 110 camera so the baby pictures weren't very good they were baby pictures and what the guy took in the department store was miles ahead of what I would do but I did take the time to get a basic you know a basic understanding of uh, what um, and how and what I wanted and something that's going to stand the test of time to look at and I didn't have time to get my film camera out. Now I know this is primarily a film podcast but sometimes I shoot digital because that's the better tool and in this situation this was the better tool. This was the time I had. This was you know just the better tool at the time and I thought you know if I get time afterwards if the baby's not fussy and Caden is uh, happy then we'll try some like film photos but things didn't work out I ended up calling this the uh, baby shoot gong show because that's what it turned into a gong show yeah, the baby did good. He didn't fall asleep like I wanted, but he didn't cry. He was happy, and he kept looking towards the window. So I thought, okay, look towards the window. We have nice, um, it's overcast that day, so nice, soft, dreamy light that time of day. Basically, it's what I would call perfect portrait light you know, especially for babies. You want it soft, you want it dreamy. So it was perfect portrait light. And I chose a lens. Now I do have an 85. I have a Nikon 85 that fits on basically most of my cameras. It's a D-series lens. But I chose a different lens. And it's one, it is the Tokina 100 2.8 macro lens and you can take it out you can smooth out the background it is soft and it's a beautiful portrait lens so why this lens why did I even buy this lens it's not a Nikon fancy dancy lens it's not any of that so why did I buy a Tokina well there's two reasons one it's brand new lens it fits on all my digital cameras and two it has an aperture ring so it fits on all my film bodies like the FE and it probably would work on the F but I'm not sure uh, but it would work on the FE the FM the FE2 like I have a lot of Nikon bodies and my F6 it works on all of them so it's versatile but if I wanted to use it on the older film bodies I have that aperture ring also that lens is a hidden gem it uh, actually it's pretty if you look do a little research into it it's pretty highly rated and it's not that expensive for a new lens I think I got it for around five hundred and I'm going to guess $25 brand new and that's a decent price for a brand new lens and I know lots of people think oh Tokina that's off brand it's third party they're just not as good wrong I have more than one Tokina lens each and every one of them is really good I have uh, I have older style Tokina 28 and I bought it in a thrift store for like five bucks and I have a Nikon um, AIS 28 now that is a superb lens so I did put them up against one another and there was very little difference if you went and blew them up and pixel peeped you can see a slight difference but when you're printing it out on paper, that paper is going to hide a little bit of flaw. And I didn't really see much difference between 
um, the color rendition or any of that so they're awfully close. Tikina makes really good lenses. I also have a Tamron lens. I like it but it doesn't fit on my older gear and I'm seriously thinking of selling that one because I'm using that Tokina most of the time. Um, yeah, so, you know, I uh, was going to look up on this Windows computer about the Tokina so I could find a little bit about it, but it's still updating. Isn't that handy? So lucky I have my phone with me. Now, the first site that popped up with information is our friend Ken Rockwell. Now, we can all help him support his family, right? We all know that. But I, to be honest, I know lots of people don't like his site, but I do think it is helpful, and it is written in a way that a beginner can understand, and it isn't that bad of a site. Now, come on, be honest. Sometimes he's opinionated, but who isn't? Let's be real here. I have my opinions. You have your opinions. Everybody's got one. So he goes on to say, now I'm just going to look at his, I'll just read you his readings. His optics, he's got it rated at five, which is the highest. He's got the mechanics at four. He's got the ergonomics at five, the usefulness at five, availability at five, and overall, he's rated it a five thumbs up. So, yeah, um, I've used this actually a lot on a lot of uh, uh, different cameras over the years. Mine is an Icon F mount. I know you can get them on other mounts, but Give it a look up if you are in the market for a new um, macro lens. You can do other things with the macro lens besides shooting macro. And I know there's an older version of this lens. And from what I've seen online, it's just as good. So you can save a few dollars. You just might not get that autofocus in there. And to be honest, when I shoot macro, I don't use autofocus at all. It's too slow and doesn't always focus exactly where I want it. So I do shoot manual focus, even on an autofocus camera when I shoot macro. But anyway, enough about that. So what else? Um, oh, I got my Raveni meter. So. I supported the Kickstarter on that and one of two reasons. I have a lot of older cameras that they have a meter, it's not reliable, they have a meter, it doesn't work, or they don't have a meter at all. So I thought this is a Canadian made product, so it's not made in the country that we all don't prefer to buy from. We all know which one that is. Um, and it's a small startup. And I thought, I kind of want to support this. And it looks like, you know, the support he's getting, this is probably going to get funded. Now that's never a 100% guarantee on Kickstarter, is it? But this, this looked very promising and it was funded right away and I finally got mine so it was funded way back in March and I received mine about two weeks ago now I haven't had a lot of time to play with it because we have started doing a little bit of harvesting and I've been busy running for parts and getting fuel and one day my dad was unavailable, so I ran his combine for him. And just, you name it, I've been on the run. So it, I've only had a few minutes to sit down and look at it, and it's super promising. I like, um, fits right on. I put it onto my hot pink Spotmatic. <clears throat> Sharp looking camera now. And um, 
it slid right into the hot shoe. The meter in that camera is dead. Um, and press the buttons and give it a little test. And I put it, the first thing I did was I put it out in Sunny 16. It picked up Sunny 16 perfectly. Uh, I metered for inside my house. I grabbed my Sakonic. The numbers match up. So as an incident meter, this is going to be excellent. And I'll be honest with you, I do have a spot meter in my Sakonic. And only on a very few occasions have I used it. Now, when I first took up film, um, I didn't know if I was going to need a spot meter. Uh, we learned about it, and I thought, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to need it or not. But I better have it just in case. And, oh, look at that. My updates are finally done. So I bought the Sakonic that was the fancy dancy one. I thought, buy once, be done. And that's what happened. I ended up buying once and done. Or so I thought, now this thing, this Sakonic is big. So I often don't pack it. I use it mostly with my strobes or indoors. But if I'm going outside to shoot, I did take it once a summer. Yeah, one time. That's it. So it was kind of, you know, I thought maybe this Raveni meter, I would actually pack this around with me. It's small. It attaches to the camera. I can throw the camera in my bag. This in, in a little pocket beside it. And done. Got it. Easy peasy right? So I thought I'd give it a go. Now I'm not going to really truly get to try it out until after harvest and that's going to be who knows when. Like it used to, sometimes we're done harvest in six weeks if we get really good weather. Sometimes it's two months, sometimes it's two and a half months. We'll see. Last year it was November, I forget the date because there's right after that, that's when I had my little accident. That time period, a few days in there, a little foggy. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so that pretty much covers the Raveni meter. I'm looking forward to trying it out. And, I think it looks super sharp on my pink Spotmatic. That thing, uh, funny story behind that camera. I bought it on eBay for 99 cents. And I think I paid $12 shipping, which in Canada, 12 bucks isn't bad. That's pretty cheap. So I had $13 in the camera. And I got, you know, these are mechanical. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, well, I got parts for another one because I have other Spotmatics. And I got it and it didn't work. It was jammed. And I thought, you know, it doesn't look in that bad of shape. I bet it can be repaired. So it took a trip off to the Lens Medic. And the Lens Medic lives in Calgary. His name is Gary Clennant awesome guy that repairs cameras in his spare time um, so I thought well I'll send that to him and I threw on a El Cheapo lens that I knew needed some cleaning up and sent them off turned out the Spotmatic needed a little more help than I thought but uh, Gary gave me a very reasonable quote and by the time I was done I still had under what the camera was valued at, especially when it's been freshly serviced. Now, I didn't get any of the surface things like the prism cleaned. I can live with a few dust spots in it. And then I thought, you know, I had uh, an extra hot pink skin that Akai Ashai had, I don't know how you pronounce that. That was very badly pronounced. 
but sometimes he'll send an extra skin for you to practice with. And I had this hot pink one sitting there for a Spotmatic because I'd ordered another one from him and I ordered one, got two. What an awesome deal, hey? And I had this sitting there and I thought, you know, I should put it on that one that I just got fixed up from Carrie because that would look real sharp and then I'd know exactly which one had had uh, he took it all apart right down to the gears and cleaned everything except the prism I told him not to bother with that and cleaned the thing it oiled it and re-lubed it and the the guts on it are in perfect working order replaced the seals took him some time he did a good job too and uh, yeah did all of that and came back replaced the skin the thing looks awesome. So I threw the meter on there, threw it on Instagram. You can see it. Um, you can see that camera actually on the Ravenne Labs uh, um, Instagram page and mine, of course, because uh, I kind of love the way it looks now. It's pretty cool. So I don't know if I'll ever sell it. I had intended to maybe sell it, but now I might keep it. Why is it so hard to sell stuff? You get attached to it and then think, uh, maybe I'll keep it? I don't know. Time will tell. I might just think I have too many Spotmatics because they seem to be like bunny rabbits, you know? They multiply. Mm-hmm. They really do. Anyway, I think I will move on to our next segment here in just a second um yeah let's let's uh take a little break and come back oh my god is that what i think it is is it oh yeah oh my god seriously yeah that's right folks it's time for another episode of Adventures in Thrifting! Let's try this again! I've had lots of technical difficulties tonight and I'm sure this one was partly to do with me. So, <laughs> sometimes I'm just a dunce. But anyway, um, Adventures in Thrifting. Yes. I've had some pretty good ones over the last month. Um, the first one, I'm, I'm not sure if I talked about this on a previous episode. I may have. Sorry, I've been kind of busy and I can't remember what I talked about. And like an idiot, a couple weeks ago, I recorded that short solo show. I didn't keep notes. Whoops. So anyway, I'll talk about it again. But I have more than one this time. So if I talked about this one already, there's always the other one that I found. So anyway, I found a Nikon FE2. And now it came in a briefcase. Ooh, fancy. Um, one of those foam-lined briefcases. And inside there was a long zoom lens. Now it's a Nikon lens and I didn't have that one so it will be of use and there was a shorter zoom lens with a macro in it and I don't have that one and there's also a Nikon brand flash for the camera and now probably part of the reason they sold this to me so cheap the mirror was locked up so it looked like it was non-functioning now if you're like me now if you've had anything to do with the Nikon FE or the FE2 you know they are an electronically controlled shutter and that when your batteries go dead the mirror locks up so I didn't show them the magic button you know that M. M is for magic, right? M90 on the F2, FE and on the FE2 it's M 
250. Yeah, the mechanical magic button. So I just, I uh, noticed there was no price tag on this and I offered them 40 bucks and they took it. And I was really excited when I left. You know, I got this FE2 with the two lenses and the flash and the fancy briefcase. And you know what? The body didn't work. There's parts on it that I can resell. And 90% of the time, it's just dead batteries. So I couldn't wait. I was sitting in my car and I thought, let's try the magic button. So I flipped that sucker over to M250 and pressed the shutter and click, down it went. So then went a couple, bottle, couple batteries for it. When I got home, put them in there. Meter fired to life. Everything seemed fairly accurate. But this thing was a filthy, filthy dirty. Now life got busy. And my intentions were to clean it up and run a roll of film through it. You know, you know how we all have good intentions, right? Well, after about a month, this hasn't happened. So I thought, well, I got a couple other things to send off to the lens medic. I'll throw that one in there and get him to clean it. And Apparently it was so dirty, there were bugs inside it. Can you imagine little dried up little bugs? Ew! Anyway, it's nice and clean now. It's He said actually it was in really good shape, so it was just really dirty. Needed some seals replaced and cleaned, lubed, cleaned the bugs out of course. Nobody wants bugs in their camera, that's just gross. But uh, yeah. Got it all cleaned up, got it back. Everything looks superb. Um, yeah. So I, I got that one in the thrift store and it, hey, 40 bucks for all that is a steal. Now the lenses, they are dirty as well, but I just got a lens spanner from Amazon and I'm going to attempt to clean those lenses here this winter, but uh, pretty sure that I can get the front element off and clean those up myself. I just have to get the glass out and I don't have to take anything else apart. I'm pretty sure I can attempt that one myself. And what is the second buy of the day? Now, I have went thrifting in Arizona with my mom and I always laugh at her because when we go in there together she goes it's seniors day do you want me to pay so you get the discount so of course I'm not gonna say no because that makes up that's about enough to make up for the exchange rate right and I end up paying her back <laughs> yeah get that little discount helps but our thrift stores here we don't have senior stay. We have once a month 50% off and it excludes electronics and certain tagged items. Usually the good stuff. So the stuff they, they really want to get rid of like summer clothes are on sale and like who wants a pair of shorts now? It's September and it's, heck it's freezing at night. Nobody wants that. It's cold. But anyway. <laughs> Okay, so back to what did I find? Well, I was looking in there and I, I once had a Nikon L35 AF and I hated that camera. Like I, I tried to love it because it, it has a, like a cult status, status on it, hey? And I tried, I tried really hard to love it and I probably shot five or six rolls through it. The one I had purchased was in super duper condition, in the box even. I got a, got a good deal on it, but I just didn't like it. So I thought, well, I've got this much money in it. I'll add on 20 bucks for inflation and send it on to the next person who's going to love it. And they do, 
and I'm glad I let it go. But there in the cabinet of the thrift store, I recognized that red stripe on the grip. So I asked her to pull it out. There it is. That camera that I don't like. So here's the dilemma. There's an $8 price tag on it. Now, like I said, we don't get discounts, but $8 Canadian is pretty freaking cheap. And in the pouch, there were these two accessory lenses for it. A wide angle and a close up. Heck, I didn't even know they made such a thing. But there it was a filter on it. It does have a filter thread. And I never noticed that about the first time either. I didn't realize you could attach things to this point and shoot. I guess I should have looked better, huh? And I also noticed in the pouch, there is the owner's manual. Now, these are branded attachment lenses for that camera, so they're not some, you know, off-breed thing that is going to just make your photos look like crud. These are actual good quality attachment lenses. And someday I'll give them a try. I'm not going to get to use this camera until after harvest. But I brought it home and when I was in there, I opened up the battery door because, you know, after a while you learn to check these things. And there was a little bit of corrosion. And so the lady behind the desk, I says, you know, there's a good chance, this 50-50 chance this could work or it could be dead. So she circled it on the price tag because I had bought, an, I think, a coffee cup and something else. But I bought three things. and. She circled and said, if it doesn't work, bring it back because it's a consignment. She goes, otherwise, I would discount it for you. And so I didn't get a discount, but that's okay. I brought it home and I threw, cleaned it up, cleaned it up with some rubbing alcohol because that's what I usually use. And threw batteries in it and nothing. Dead. Crap. It's dead. Okay, so I thought, well, I'll try cleaning it a little more. Rubbing alcohol evaporates right away, but it didn't have much corrosion on the bottom contacts where it would leak into the camera. They were all in the battery door. And the battery doors on them are kind of flimsy. Is that the right word? So gentle, gentle, gentle. And tried it again. Nada dead as a doornail. So I, thought I did a little bit of googling and I came across Hamish Gill's website 35MMC. I'm sure everybody's familiar with it and there was an article on there and if this other computer was all booted up I would look it up again. Uh, I can't remember who wrote it but he mentioned Instead of rubbing alcohol, try white vinegar. And if that did not work, try tucking a piece of tin foil in the battery contacts because sometimes you're not quite making contact, especially if you've had a swollen battery in there. So, that's what I did. Cleaned it with vinegar. It looks spotless after the rubbing alcohol. But after the vinegar, nope, wasn't clean. It was still yucky. So I had to wait for that to dry. It doesn't evaporate quite like rubbing alcohol does. Once it was dry, popped the battery back in there and still nothing. So by this time I was pretty disappointed because I was hoping to get, you know, get this one and get it going and test it. And if it, if it was working properly, you know, maybe I could flip it to somebody who really, really wanted a good, you know, a little point-and-shoot camera. <coughs> Excuse me. It's harvest time and my throat is dry and my allergies. Guess what? I'm allergic to dust, so I get a little croaky in the fall. But I was really hoping and I thought, well, I might as well package this up and I'll take it back next week when I go into town. And I had grabbed onto it. I had the 
the wrist strap in my hand and the thing slipped out of my fingers and banged on the table just a little bit but I managed to grab it before it crashed and it was just a little thunk on the table and the thing went zzzz and advanced to one and I thought it lives! I was so excited I was, don't tell anybody I was actually dancing around excited yeah, I know, silly, right? But after all that, and the thing actually did work, it was just a combination of dirty contacts and the battery door was not exactly tight against the battery. So I'm thinking I might, you know, just tuck a little piece of gaff tape on there just to sturdy that up. Because I don't quite trusted even with the little piece of foil I don't know it, it, that that door looks flimsy to me and I don't want it to break so a little piece of tape might help and I finally bought black gaff tape instead of using like neon blue I like the neon blue though but it sticks out like a sore thumb but those were my adventures in thrifting and I'm hoping to pass on that um, L35AF sometime in 2021 because that's probably when I'll get around to doing it. I know. Terrible, huh? Anyway, that is my segment on adventures in thrifting. Have you had any exciting adventures in the thrift store? I love it when I actually find good stuff. Being as we only have two really small thrift stores in town, I don't find it very often. Usually people think it's super valuable and don't take, like they, you will list it on the online Facebook group for like more than it's worth. You could actually buy it cheaper on eBay. Isn't that sad? It, yeah, it's pretty sad. Like, yes, the stuff's valuable. Yes, the stuff's going up in value. But a $200... Oh, what was the last one I seen? Oh, yeah, it was a $250 K1000. And it had a Sologore lens, great big zoom on it. And that's all. Now, that's way too high. Way, 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 way too high the last one I bought I paid $60 for it I didn't keep it but you know sometimes I like to buy them and clean them up and test them and rescue them I call it rescuing them the great camera rescue haha <laughs> there's a name for it anyway but yeah pass them on to someone who's gonna love them and and use them and hopefully have them for a long time and upkeep them. I have a few that I've kept and upkept and like I had mentioned the lens medic Gary Clannon and I've sent him actually quite a few cameras here recently so yeah. Now I'm going to start to wrap up the show because I've been blabbering on here for quite some time now but there's there's a couple things that I would like to reach out to you, the audience. Would you like to be a guest on the show? I'm looking for people who would like to be on the show. Now, I thought I'd put it out there. We have lots and lots of time to decide. I don't need anybody right away. Um, like I mentioned, this is the pre-harvest show even though we are already started harvesting I did have a little bit of time tonight but the big push will be starting by the time this airs and I will more than likely be out in the field so would you like to be on the show would you like to um, come on and have a chat with me I was thinking you know the show should start up around mid-November I was looking at roughly around November 18th to start up again 
roughly around in that area. And I'll be looking for guests by then. I've had a few people reach out and I am starting to book through November. Um, now, I'm also open to suggestions. Are there any different types of segments, things you would like to talk about on the show? Um, send me an email. You can reach out at embracethegrainpodcast at gmail.com and I'll put that into the show notes. Uh, usually they're pretty brief. I'll long put them onto the uh, notes at the beginning of the podcast. Um, usually they're uh, visible on the podcatcher. Um, yeah. So if you'd like to be a guest on the show, give me a shout. We'll set something up. Um, another topic is I'm going to put this out there and it's a bit of a question that I'd like to hear your opinion on. Uh, 2020, how has it changed your photography? Now, what I mean, have you learned a new skill? Have you quit shooting? Have you felt uninspired? Have you been like stuck inside? I just don't want to do it. Just like, I'd rather sit and watch Netflix and the heck with it. Um, I'm going to read a book about, say, I don't know, Annie Leibovitz or Fred Herzog or some photographer. Get all inspired that way. Try a new process. Shoot a new format. Anything. I want to know, how has 2020 changed your photography? Because let's face it, this year, nobody could anticipate COVID-19 or the Black Lives Matter or any of that unrest or any of that. Have you been out documenting it? Have you just like stayed far, far away? Have you just stayed in your house? Like, did you shoot things in your house? Like, there's, there's so much on that topic that could be discussed and I'd love to hear what people were doing. To be quite honest, what was I doing? Not a whole lot. It just totally uninspired me to see, you know, um, the negativity and the people freaking out and all of that. And uh, just, I just, I don't know. It didn't affect my photography. Well, it did affect my photography. I did not learn any new skills. I was uninspired. I didn't shoot much like I normally do. I got behind on my developing. I just, I don't know. Just was like, I just want to chill out and take a step back from everything. And that's what I ended up doing, you know. I took a break from social media. I managed to get my podcast out and keep up with the Frugal Film Project, but that was pretty much it. Um, now I'm sure when this starts to die down. I, I did have some changes like I ended up becoming my grandson's teacher and you know uh, my daughters made the decision not to send him to school again this year so there will be going some homeschooling going on again this year uh, but that wasn't the part that didn't inspire me it was just you go to I used to enjoy going in once a week and buying my groceries and getting the things I need and just taking a day to myself. Now it's go into town, you go in the store for exactly 15 minutes, you get the heck out of there and you go home. Like there's no enjoyment to that. There's, it's not relaxing, it's actually kind of stressful because you're just afraid, what if that guy's got this? What if that guy's sick? Uh, uh, I don't, I just didn't want to I didn't want to go in there and there was one outbreak where there was now we're in a, a very small area and 
for a few weeks there was like 60 some cases. Now that doesn't sound like a lot, but like I said, that was high enough risk for Alberta Health Services to put us under a watch for our area, so that didn't help. And it just, there was all the things that I wanted to do and we never got to do them and, you know, it was just, it was a sucky summer. And yeah, so I'm gonna take some time when I'm in the combine here this fall and sit down and think about that and how can I change that and what can I do to make photography something of a better stress reliever than it was this year? Cause I just, I don't know. I don't know what's up with So I just thought I'd reach out to you, the audience, and see if you've had super big changes. Have you had to work extra hours and you just didn't feel like it? Or your camera sat there and collected dust because you just lost it? Or did you go out and shoot even more because you needed the stress relief of your photography? That's a hard topic, but you know, I would like to hear from you and when I come back after harvest, I'd like to read through these and share them on the show and, you know, reach out to everybody and kind of find out what everyone else's opinion of this is. So, like I said, Startup will be back on November 18th. Or maybe even the week after that. I don't know for sure. It depends on Mother Nature. If we get a lot of rain and snow and things don't go well, then... Let's hope not. Let's hope for six weeks of sunshine. And some falls you get that, some falls you get snow. You just don't get to pick. Um... One other thing that I would like to mention is the Frugal Film Project. Now, I know I've mentioned it on the podcast before. Not trying to sell anything. Um, we've put out a zine. And if you care, there is a print version and a downloadable version. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the scene because now it was a year-long project last year. So I put together the um, scene with one picture. The, each photographer picked one picture for every month as their favorite photo and we put them into the zine. And sometimes they were hard to make them fit but uh, we got them in there. And there's a picture of the photographer and a little bit about where they're from and a little bit about them and the cameras that they use. And when I got all done, this thing was like 90, over 90 pages. Oh my gosh, 90 pages. So I took the cover pages out and that pared it down a little bit more doesn't look as pretty as having a cover page but you know the inside where you have the blank page the first page I took that one out and at the end uh, because you pay by the page and you know you don't want to be having the pictures to be teeny tiny you want them at least to be four by six in size or if you go four by six in the eight by eleven size you can get two on a page and sometimes three if they're six by six pictures and um, it was an interesting project putting it all together and getting everybody you know favorites together and off to we decided that MagCloud would be the way to go because it lets 
the person who's interested in the zine order one or they can order a digital copy because when you get a zine that size they get pretty pricey and we also made the group decision that all sales from the zine go towards supporting the website because I'm not sure if you've went and had a peek at the website there are no ads do you know why there's no ads I pay not to have ads. That's right, it's coming out of my pocket. And that was okay for the first year, but this seems like it's going to be a multi-year project and it's gaining interest. And I get I get a lot of inquiries about how they can enjoy or um join the project. There's the word I'm looking for. And while it's closed right now, there will be admissions and submissions and all that later on in the year. And who knows, maybe we'll decide to close down. But there will be a zine for 2020 and we do have costs and, you know, so far everything has come out of my pocket and I thought, you know, Every little bit helps, and if we can get a few sales of people who are interested in the project, then, you know, maybe it would help, you know, just a little bit. Um, so we decided 100% of the sales go towards the website and web hosting. And so far, we've done okay. It hasn't been booming, but there also, hasn't really been super promoted so I thought I would mention it here on the podcast so you can find um, more information about um, the Frugal Film Project The Zine over on MagCloud that's magcloud.com and uh, just do a search while you're on the site for Frugal Film Project The Zine and you will find it um like I mentioned, there was a print version, and I do believe it was $21 US. And there is a downloadable version if you just wanted to, you know, spend less, look at it on your screen. And it's $4.99. And especially if you um, are a international customer, the downloadable is a very nice option so you can skip the shipping because we all know it international shipping sucks it's expensive and sometimes it's super slow so we thought that the downloadable version would be a nice alternative to that and to people who are a little more budget conscious hey this is the frugal phone project you know it it is pretty budget conscious so yeah I just put in a plug for that project there and we had a ton of fun doing it and it would be pretty awesome to support the photographers who did uh, participate in that um, one other thing at the beginning of the show you heard me okay complain I'm not gonna say the bad word complain about my computer so for that I have a Ko-Fi account now I really hate asking for donations but I'm gonna do it uh, yeah I hate doing this but um, you know I've done well with this computer I've had it for Uh, it's, Tuesday, it's 2012 11 years yeah 11 years out of a computer is pretty darn good and I was a little bit worried tonight after this last update if the thing was even going to turn on but it did so we got lucky there um, so if you would like to help me get a new one no, I'm not going to beg like that. 
I was just joking around. But if you would like to help support the show so I can keep bringing you this kind of awesome content. I don't know how awesome it is, but it's content. And if you enjoy laughing at me or laughing with me, I would like to continue doing it. So you can donate to my Ko-Fi or coffee. I'm not sure how, what, how they call it. So it's ko-fi.com slash embrace the grain podcast and every little bit helps i've had a few donations come in and i'm getting a little bit closer all the time to getting that new computer oh i can't wait it'll be so much nicer i know um the office just got a new computer if you thought this one was slow that one got to the point where it was unusable. Seriously, it would never even load the web pages anymore. It was that bad. So, yeah, we tend to buy our computers around here and use them till they croak. Yeah. So, finally, we sprung for a new one, and it makes my life a lot easier. But I don't want to take my like farm office computer and put podcasts on it and bog it down with all my audio and all my music and all my documents and all my know, stuff for the podcast because then pretty soon I have, well, we all know how fast one terabyte fills up now for an office computer that's downloading PDF documents and bills and stuff. One terabyte's going to be sufficient for a long, long time. But when you get doing audio and that, uh, yeah, it's it fills up quick. So, yeah. So if you could help me with getting a new computer, I would be so much so grateful. And... Let's see, what else? Guess what? I sat down and I made a list today of all the things I wanted to talk about. We've covered them. So, I guess it's time to go harvesting. Guess what? I'll see you back here in November. Isn't that, that sounds like it's so far away, but it, it in all reality, it really isn't. It just sounds like it's a long ways away and I'm gonna miss you guys and you know something else I would really love to hear what your absolute favorite episode was because I'll be thinking about ways to you know this downtime sitting in the combine when I'm not listening to fabulous podcasts it's a super time for me to sit down and think about uh, what to add to the show, what to take out of the show, uh, certain people I want to have on the show. I'd like to bring some new people on, that, some that may have maybe never been on a podcast. And I have a few ideas of people I want to ask. And I'm, I'm going to wait until after we get back into the uh November when we start uh, producing the show again but I like to hear like tonight I did adventures and thrifting and uh, when I first started up the podcast I thought I would do an in the field segment but that's been done and there's so many people who go out and do that and, and they do it so well and I thought let's, let's try something different um, I know there are lots of people that go out and hunt the thrift stores for bargains and I haven't really heard a lot of podcasts that talk about actually getting down and dirty in the thrift store so I thought that's a that's a good section to keep but you know I've talked to a few other podcasters and said do you ever have trouble like keeping the show fresh and their response was all the time. Um, new guests, new topics, like it's all been covered. Like 
there's kind of a little bit of pressure there. So I thought I put it out to you, the audience, of things that maybe we could do that would, you know, pop the show up, keep it interesting, keep it new, keep it, you know, stuff people would actually want to listen to instead of just same old, same old. Like I've been trying to mix it up with guests and trying to keep a solo show here and there and, you know, you know, trying to keep things, you know, you never know what you're going to get. But anyway, so that's about it. Now, there's a few ways. I'd love some call-ins. I'd love some emails. So you can, you can email me at embracethegrainpodcast at gmail.com. You can uh, record a voice clip and send it into the show. You can find me at the email. You can use voice memo on your phone and just send in the voice memo. You can uh, reach out to me on uh, Instagram at embrace underscore the underscore green. Uh, It also has a voice function. Uh, what else? Uh, yeah. Well, you can also record a video clip here on the Anchor app. It allows for uh, audio. I guess that is going to cover things for tonight. Or today, if you're listening in the daytime. So everybody, have a great day. Stay positive and embrace the grain. See you next fall. Bye for now.